Well, it's no secret that the Zutler and Siegel families know each other for quite a while, many, many years, probably more than either of us are uh, ready to admit. Uh, and uh, we know the Zutler family. By the way, it's one of the reasons that Stacy Siegel is joining me here this morning. That's right, the lovely Stacy Siegel, who rarely appears at the Nahum Siegel uh, studio headquarters, is here this morning, not only helping us out, but she'll be a guest of ours in a few minutes as well here at JM in the AM, and I'll explain all about that coming up. Uh, so the Zutler family is quite a creative and quite a talented family. Many of you out there are familiar with them. And Devori Zutler... Um, uh, has uh, made a name for herself in uh, many different areas, but specifically in photography. And that has led, and she'll explain this, uh, that has led to a, um, a piece of art, uh, a project, something that has really made its mark around the Jewish world. And that's what we're discussing this morning. Devori Zutler, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Is this the first time you're on the air ever? Or yes. You, this is the first time ever. With <laughs> Other all the, than my classes. <laughs> <laughs> with all the years that we know each other. Right. So uh, at some point, at some point uh, years ago, you went into the area of photography. Yes. Um, and that was because, why did that specific area attract um, you? Well, I loved photography. You know, even as a kid, I just loved photography. I loved taking pictures. And then it sort of happened into a business, like, just by chance. I was in the bungalow colonies taking pictures of my own children and my friends saw that I had good, a good camera and, you know, I was taking good pictures and they're like, oh, I want to take pictures of my own children, you know? Um, and then slowly but surely it started and one person that I didn't even know, she came up to me and she's like, I want you to take pictures of my, she had five beautiful girls and I'm like, I'm not <laughs> professional. I'm really just doing this as a hobby. And she's like, no, no. And, you know, I said, okay. And before I turned around, I had the whole bungalow colony taking pictures with me and my sister was in another bungalow colony so she also asked me to come to her and before I turned around this little hobby of mine turned into a business. So this was about how many years ago? Uh, probably 25 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, yeah it was a long time ago. And, and are you then a photographer that goes to events like we no. know? No. You know if, this is specifically that people will come to you for what we call, I guess, studio portraits, right? Yeah, it was family and children portraits. I was in the bungalow colony, so it's a big business in the bungalow colony. You know, everyone <laughs> wants when their kids are tanned and beautiful and just happy in the summertime and the greenery. Um, a lot of people are coming from Brooklyn, so they don't have that greenery. So, um, yeah, so it was a lot in the Bungalow County. And then also I did also beach pictures for people that did not go to the country. So I did in Manhattan Beach. And, you know, we did, we, basically it was a lot of outdoor pictures. Any legitimate, beautiful setting, you were ready to take pictures of people. Sometimes they're hard to find in New York, but you were able to seek them out. <laughs> yeah, but also I took pictures in people's Bungalow right. County. So I always, like, you know, went there before the, you know, actual day that I was going to the to take pictures and I seeked out a good spot you know I had and then I had my spots whenever I went back year after year and one needs a good eye for that I assume yes definitely. you need to be able to, to yeah. think ahead yeah. and see ahead what's going to be a good background what's going to be a good area 100%. to photograph people no photographer could be a good photographer if they don't have an eye for it that's right. like the most important thing and one of the things that you know and, and certainly I could relate because our industry is going in the same direction everyone thinks that they're a broadcaster these right. days once everything went and digital and then of course 
jump to the cell phones, yes, everyone thinks they're a photographer. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is hard to distinguish. And it's funny because I remember you know, there's certain professionals I work with and they'll recommend someone and I would right. be like, you know, how do you know that? And I'm telling you that, and you see the difference. I mean, you, once the product is complete, you see the difference between how a professional eye oh, looks sure. at a photo and takes that photo as for opposed sure. to just a regular person. Yes, for sure. But is that a hard battle sometimes? Like, is it harder to sell services like this nowadays because, you know, Erev Shabbos in the bungalow colony, someone could simply take their iPhone and snap away? Right. So years ago, there was no, there was no, I don't right. even know if I had a cell phone. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even, I, I had, this, had the cell phone much. Did you start yeah. before digital? Oh, for sure. Yes. Regular yes. film. Film. Yes, we're talking. So as time goes years. by, everyone thinks they can invade right. your industry. So years later, I started with film and then eventually went to digital. I think it was in 2004 that I went into digital, but I was taking pictures for years before that. Right. And um, yeah, digital definitely is a lot easier. Um, you could take pictures and you know and then take delete. many of them. Yeah. Although my husband always tells me, "Oh, you're if anything." You think that with digital that you're deleting pictures, right. you but do. here now you take a bunch of pictures because it is digital and then you end up keeping them all, you know, right. but that was my personality. I always wanted to make sure I got the shot and I took much more. I didn't just walk away after a minute. I was there for a while, you know, during the photo shoot and I wanted to make sure that my, you know, that the mothers were happy. I would imagine so. Uh, photography with Devore Zutler. You can go to her website, devorezutler.com. Pretty easy. devorezutler.com. And it's expanded. It's now not just uh, you taking photographs and providing a service for families and for right. people. You actually have photography workshops. Because, yes. again, even though everyone naturally today thinks they know everything about photography because they've right. got this, they've right. got the phone. Exactly. Nonetheless, <laughs> you're telling them, hey, there's a lot to learn in this whole area. Right. And also that the same way my photography business happens by chance. This also happened by chance. I didn't think I would go. I never, ever dreamed that I would be a teacher ever. I, right. you know, but it probably would be the last thing that I would ever think that I would do. Um, but one year, it was, I think it was about 15 years ago, one of the mothers who I've always, uh, you know, taken pictures of her children and she brought me to her bungalow colony, she called me up that she was a, like she was a volunteer for Mikimi, uh, which is an organization for sick children. Right. So she helped out the division of the mothers that every single week they had like a different, uh, you know, activity for them. It was arts and crafts, it was aerobics, you know, baking things like that, just to give them a little respite from their hard life. And she asked them, you know, what, we did so many things, what would you be interested in doing? And they said photography. A few of them said photography. And the only woman photographer, there weren't that many photographers around then, um, but she knew me. So she asked me if I can come and give a class. And I happened to have a terrible fear of public speaking, which <laughs> got a, a little better over the years. And in addition, you got to make a curriculum. You have to make a exactly, syllabus, right? Exactly. For me, I was just taking pictures right. and I learned on my own. I didn't have a curriculum. So she asked me to do this class. And I was like, my first thought was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, like, you know, public speaking. But then I remembered my husband always, you know, he, Aaron does sure. music and right. he always used Performing to go Performing publicly? Yeah. And no, but also he always used to go to the hospitals right. to, you know, play for sick children. And I'm like, I wish I could do a chesed with my, you know, talents or hobbies as well. So I said, I got to just push myself. And I'm the type of person I don't take the easy way out. I, if I like think something's a good idea, if God put this idea in my head, I just got to do it. So I told her yes, even though I was, you know, terrified. Um, and after I hung up the phone with her, 
I started writing down ideas of things that I could teach, you know, just from my knowledge. Right. And I write, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And before I turned around, I had this whole book full, filled with different lessons and things that I could teach. And I said, oh, wow, this would be a great, like, girls class, like a Sunday program teaching, you know, young girls. And within two days, I had an ad put out. I called one of Aaron's friends, who's a graphic artist. He made an ad for me. I, I put the ad in a few places. And then, you know, before I turned around, mothers were telling me, oh, well, you know, I wish I had a class for myself. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I should teach for women too. You know, not only girls. And then I said, okay, hold that thought. I'll be back to you in a month or two. Let me put together a curriculum. And I did. And then, um, and then like, two or three months after the girls' class launched, I launched my first um, women's class. And I had, I think, six women. I did it in my and house. And it generally goes on for a number of weeks? Like, how does it work? So, yeah, I made the curriculum. I, in those days, it was eight weeks, but then I, I, I tweaked it over right. the years so many times. And you does know? this happen now in person on Zoom? How does so it work? So, I did it. At first, I, it, was, it evolved so much. So, in the beginning, it was in my house. Uh, then I started doing different locations, and I went to Lakewood and Muncie and Williamsburg and Monroe and, you know, so many different, like, a different oh, locations really, in the New York, New Jersey area. You were really on the move. Yeah. And then um, everyone thinks I went online because of Zoom, right. but I was actually investigating, you know, how to do this online before, before the corona, before corona right. you know, even hit. So, um, and it was a muzzle that I did because I think it was like November, December, and it happened like February, March right. time. That I was like, you know, I, sp I reached out to Zoom. I didn't even know about Zoom. I like, I was like, how do I know there's a way to do online classes? But I had no idea how. And then one person, you know, told me about Zoom. I reached out. I got a sales rep. He literally held my hand because there's a lot to know behind the scenes right. when you're teaching, especially. Mm -hmm. And he taught me, you know, he told me exactly what I needed to do and everything. And later on, he told me that it was amazing that uh, I called him and started doing this when I did because otherwise I would never have been able to reach him. I wouldn't have had anyone to ask questions. Well, we so. call that hashkacha, as you know. Exactly. And you exactly. certainly uh, had it in that case. All right, so the yeah. workshop, according to your website, is a five-week now yeah. photography workshop. Is it all online? Everything's online? Everything's online. Everything's um, online? I it's I have for, many different courses. Right. It's, I have for women, for girls. I have yeah, newborn. Says, right. It says here lighting, a whole bunch of stuff you have yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we will direct everyone to the website. They can check it out. And that's devoreezutler.com, devoreezutler.com. We should also mention that in the industry, and I only know this obviously from weddings and public events. I don't know right. anything about workshops. But in the industry, it's obvious that there are women in our community who are now yes. real professional photographers, oh, meeting yeah. on the spot at events, et cetera. I'm wondering if any, any of your students oh, have... Oh, many. I have many, many students who are now doing photography. I have a list, a page on my uh, website of past students who are now doing photography. Um, I have many who are very big and, and have one, you know, Williamsburg woman. Right. Um, she's an she took the course years ago, and she's now doing commercial fashion photography in the world and huh. she's amazing i have another one who's a newborn photographer unbelievable like so, really, so it's not just the other side of the machitza somebody to take no, pictures no i have many i have somebody who went into architectural photography and newborn like there's so many different facets food photography commercial photography you know yeah i have a lot of students out there that are that are doing this now amazing absolutely amazing so again information devoreesutler.com you can go ahead and check out all the different workshops and see that list of prominent individuals in the area of photography 
company that are now uh, former students, but also now making quite an impact. Uh, JM and the AM on this um, Monday morning. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Now, do we consider photography art or not because oh, because in the area of art photography is a late bloomer i mean this is only you know what is it 100 years old or so you know like it's not really uh, as uh, traditional and classic as what we consider to be you know real works of art artistic right. efforts etc is photography art a thousand percent and it's a thousand for sure is there a way to explain to the average person why that is like why this why, why a piece of photographic material can be artistic and could be so different than if a regular person out there would go ahead and take a picture of it sure because you know art like you know most people think of an artist as painting right i have a machatenissa who is an artist she <laughs> really? actually teaches art in you must in, appreciate each other's we do, creative we do. abilities <laughs> i have her art in my house and i actually just sent her this beer she loved the beer and wow, that's and funny. i sent it to her so one is painting and one is you know doing the art with a camera but they're both art they're both you know you need to use your creative artistic mind to see something and make it into art like you said before there are so many people that will take a picture with their cell phone and if you give a photographer that same subject right. it will look completely different so there's a lot to learn there's a lot to know about photography and that creative eye will turn it into art you're gonna love this story i just, it just hit me because it happened last week right uh, there's a gentleman that we work with constantly whose uh, name is Shachar. We've mentioned him a million times on the air. He's the official photographer for Nefesh Benefesh. Oh. Someone comes over to me before the flight, uh, about 10 days ago, comes, someone comes over before the flight and says, can I take a picture with you? So, of course, we hand him so, you know, the person's phone to right. take the picture because, you know, right. and he was glad to do it. He takes, t he takes a shot, then he right. tells me to stand a different way. Right. And he takes a second shot. Right. And he says, use the second picture and you're welcome. Because uh, right. the way I was standing, I looked awful. 100%. <laughs> as, a, as a big guy, I looked terrible. And then this, I'll, I can show it to you on my phone. It's right. hilarious. Right. And the second one looked a million times better. And, of course, only yes. a trained eye would even know For to sure. think that way. You For know? sure. That's one of the lessons that we talk about, posing and right. the way you stand and the way you put your arms and everything. It makes a world of a difference it reminds me when uh you know i thank god i've had the ability to be on stage many many times and sometimes you have these young singers and they will you know do certain things on stage that they're just not used to or, or you know didn't realize is that big of a deal right so a young a young artist is on stage and singing the entire time and i go up to him afterwards and i said i'm going to give you a piece of a piece of advice that you are never going to forget <laughs> when you get on stage after mm -hmm. you're introduced and there's a mic stand right in front of you between right. you and the audience right take the mic stand and move it to the side. Oh, I never thought of that. that right. And those are the basic things that you only get, obviously, once yes. you're doing this yes, so many sure. times. You probably amaze yourself that you think how, you know, there's certain things and tips that you give people that you never would have thought of early on. A hundred percent. And now and, it's like, you yeah. know, second nature to, to recommend things. Right. You know? I once had a girl, I used to do shidduch pictures for girls that, you know, needed pictures I for their resume. I think of that, right. And I did that as a chesed. I, I didn't right. like charge for it. And I had this one And there girl, the angles are really important, seriously. hundred yeah. percent. And I don't believe in photoshopping. Right. 
again, right. there are things that you can do to make right. a heavy person thin, but I right. don't believe in that. No, let it be authentic, but just do your exactly, best job at it. Exactly. Yeah. So this person called me up and she's like, can you do me a favor? Um, you know, she was, I, she was telling me that she's overweight and can I make her look good? And I said, we'll do our best for sure. So when she came in, she came into my house and I was taking the pictures and my first couple of shots is just really to set up the lighting, you know, the exposure. So the first two pictures didn't matter. I wasn't going to use it, but I was just adjusting my aperture, right. my shutter speed, etc. And, um, and then I saw I had my you know exposure set up, and I started posing her, turn this way, turn that way. And then later on, when I saw the first two pictures that I didn't care to pose her because I was only focusing on the lighting at that point you saw a world of a difference from when she was not posed correctly to when I turned her the right way. It looked like a 30 pound difference. It was amazing. You know, I was never able to show that picture because it's just not nice, you know, but between, you know, me and like, you know, the computer, I truly saw such a difference and it was really amazing. Um, The angles really make a big difference. And everybody really does have their good side, right? Of course. Everyone really does have their good side. Yeah. And, are there people who are not photogenic who cannot be transformed to be photogenic? Or you would argue so everyone's got the ability are, to. You always have the ability, like if you, um, you know, with, with your personality, getting their personality out. A lot of it, I, I remember years ago before I did photography, I went to a, a photo shoot, you know, with my kids, and the guy didn't really have any personality. He wasn't um, talking to my children, engaging them. And I saw from that that it really made a difference. You need to engage and talk about something that your um, subject will enjoy. So I'll ask a 10-year-old girl, do you like to read? You know, and then she'll tell me about her favorite book, and I tell her how much oh, I love to read. Or if there's a 3-year-old kid, I'll talk to them about Uncle Maishi, and I'll start singing and acting crazy and whatever. But when you engage a person, the light goes in their eyes. They start to beam. And right? That's, yes, that's the word. They're dreaming. That's the personality, yeah. and that's the the expression that you want to get. So th- there's always that ability to bring out, a, you know, even if they're not photogenic. Um, but yes, a hundred percent, I definitely see people that are more photogenic than others. You and have you could see it in a second. You have validated a lot of things that people yeah. have thought about the area of photography, no right, doubt. Right. Devori Zutler is here. Well, there's someone sitting next to you, frankly, who no matter how great a photographer you are, you could not make look more beautiful than she already is. <laughs> That's that, true. That would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> she hates what uh, I do. That's why she never shows up, by right. the way. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. And that's, of course, Stacey Siegel. Good morning, my darling. Good morning, Malcolm. And that was really nice of you because when we decided you're coming and you did bring a gift with you, which is really cool, um, you knew, and I knew, I told you that this would be as meaningful as it is to me, even more meaningful to the person who is in charge of our home, and that is Stacey Siegel. And uh, and I also mentioned to you that one of my theories is that I'm I'm a linear person. She's more abstract. She, as much as I love it and get it, she gets it even more in terms of this. And we have to explain to everybody what this is. You, just like we do, thank God, and have this incredible privilege of traveling around Israel and seeing interesting places and going north to south, east and west. Yes. For you, it was not just, and I'm sure you've done this a million times, it was, not just, it was not just taking pictures of beautiful scenes and beautiful things that you see along the way. You actually came right. up with a unique concept that I, I don't think has ever been done before. Explain to everybody what you did. Sure. Um, so this also, just like my photography and then going into teaching, you know, happened by chance. This also sort of happened by chance. Um, I love Israel, obviously, and in the <laughs> past... Uh, Two, three years, my married daughter was living there, and I was there like five times. 
But even before that, I think I first took my first picture of a door was of um, a door. It's of people a door to hear this. was in 2015, I think, in it Israel. Was, in Israel, and it was a door. Yes, it was. I think <laughs> the first picture of a door that I ever took was Reb Yosef Cairo, where he wrote the Shulchan Aruch. Wow. Yeah, and because um, I went back years, you know, to see right. get all the door pictures that I took. And I, my, one of my favorite things about Israel is just walking around, you know, wandering around, especially the old city of Yerushalayim and Tzfas, and just taking pictures, looking for photo ops. And everybody knows that in Israel, it's the best place to get, you know, to find photo ops. And I... I just, more than anything, more than a tour, more than anything, I just loved walking around on my own with my camera, just looking for pictures, you know, things that I could take. And I think it was 2015 that I started noticing these unique doors, <laughs> you know, and, and people asked me, like, how did you notice them? Like, you know, like I, I must have walked by these doors. Right. Doors of, generally don't make an impression. Right. You know, in, you know what? In America, they don't. Right. But in right. Israel, if you start true. noticing, you'll see, like, I mean, you see, you could look yeah. at it. And all the unique, the colors, the vibrancy, they're so different and so beautiful. So I started taking pictures and in my mind, I was like, okay, you know, one day I'll do something. I had no idea, but it's 2023 now. This was in 2015. But every time I went to Israel, I just added to my collection and just kept taking pictures, you know, over and over again, more and more. And I would just keep on adding it to my computer. And I kept saying, one day I'm going to do something with it. I, I just don't know what, but one day I'm going to do something. And then um, this past February, I was there. And I said, I can't push it off anymore. Somehow there was a fire under me, this time more than other times. And I'm like, when I come back, I'm going to do something. I don't know what. I knew that I didn't want it to be just a door collage. I wanted it to be, I didn't want to just line up the doors all one after the other. I wanted to make it meaningful, inspirational. So I thought maybe if I get a pasuk, you know, that has the words sha'ar or deles or entranceway or something, maybe I could make it meaningful that way. And, and I did find something, but it didn't, I don't know, it didn't like speak to me so much. And I was like, so I started, you know, working on the doors and getting together all the doors that I, you know, I narrowed down. I had like almost 150, 200, you know, pictures of doors. I had to narrow it down to these 36. Um, but one day I was thinking, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And then this like brainstorm just popped into my head. Um, and I said, what about making it into this beautiful and say, Hashem, open up the doors of my home to bracha, hatzlacha, ahava, shalom, etc. So, and, and I was tying in the doors with open up the doors of my home to all these blessings. And Right then, it was just like it clicked, and I'm like, I got it. This is it. And I called Aaron, and I told him, you know, I had this great idea. I know what I'm doing, finally. And, and that's what we did. Because a lot of people would have put children in front of those doors. Oh. Some would have put rabbis in front of those doors. Right, right, you know, right. live people to stand. Right. And right. You know, In fact, I remember, I, th I remember this from years ago when I was a kid. When people were really concerned about wasting film, you know, now it's not a big deal because you could snap away. Exactly. But in the era when people were concerned about wasting film, don't just take a picture of scenery. Put someone in front of it. Right, so you right, can, you right. Know, like That was right. the whole mantra. Right. But you didn't do that. You went ahead in the 2023 mentality and actually took photos of yes. doors. And uh, you have uh, an explanation or a history or some type of reference to each one of the yes. doors that you took a picture of. Yes, I do. So um, honestly, when I decided to do this project, it was really for myself. I had zero intention. Uh, by the way, we should this. mention on your website, people could actually see the piece. 
I mean, oh, this is the actual yes. piece, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. There yeah. it is. So, uh, go to DvoriZutler.com. You'll see a tab that says Doors of Israel, Birch HaSabais. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So, I had no intention of selling it. The idea was really for my own house. and But somewhere along the project, I started, you know, showing it to people. And, you know, a few different people were involved in it. And they're like, I would love that for myself. Like, for example, the Yihiratzon. Um, I didn't just take it from another Birch HaSabais, right. you know, Yihiratzon. I wanted it to be, I, again, I was planning it for myself. So, I wanted it to be meaningful for me. So I thought about the bracha that I wanted in my own home and I I didn't want a lot of Birch HaSabayas they have the negative like um, this bro- this right. house should not have tsar. Right. I, I didn't want that. I wanted it to be positive. N- not saying it shouldn't have tsar. It should have bracha, hatzlacha. So I sat down and I wrote my own Yehiratzon. And, but I had to pass it off to Israelis because I didn't want the grammar to be incorrect. <laughs> and you know, I spoke to a few different people about it, and they're like, oh my gosh, I would love to have this in my own home. And if, after a few people told me that, I'm like, maybe I should make it available to the public and sell it. Um, because originally, it was just for my own house. Um, and that's what happened. And then, um, so I did. I made it available. I also, I didn't want it to just be a piece of art on the wall. I wanted people to understand, because it was so meaningful and inspirational to me, I wanted people to understand where these doors came, the location of the door, the history of each door. Is it a yeshiva behind it? Is it a, is it a house? Is it a store? Is it a shul? And like this, that you know, people could understand where it came from. Sometimes there are stories that are you know, about the you know, yeshiva inside of it. So I decided, I never take the easy way out, but I, I did this because I wanted to make it as best as it could be, and I created this coffee table book. And with, just the photos in the book are pretty yes. spectacular. Yes, so the photos of each door yeah. are in the coffee table book with an explanation and history, etc. But honestly, I needed to reach out to some um, you know, tour guides because, again, a lot of these doors <laughs> were taken years ago, and again, you know, I had no idea that I was going to do what I was doing. So I did, um, I filled in some of the blanks myself, and then I did reach out to three different tour guides from Chevron and Tzfas and Yerushalayim, and, and they helped me, you know, with the details of the location, and, you know, here and there, they filled in the blanks that I was missing. Well, if you're going to, oh, and, and Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum was oh, one of yes. them. yes, yeah, yeah, there are two doers there from Chevron. Pretty so cool. He helped me with that. Um, so you don't uh, you don't take the easy way out. You go you I go know. full throttle ahead when it comes to projects like yeah, this. Somehow I just I, I always feel like I need to do the best that I can do, and I, I don't. Yeah, with everything that I've done, I just always put a thousand percent in you know into it. The Doors of Israel is the name of the coffee table book. The Doors of Israel, a gateway to blessing, created by Devori Zutler, and I'm assuming when one gets the. Uh, artwork they get the coffee table book correct yes and it's a limited edition so there's not a million out there um and they're signed and numbered in the back each one comes with a certificate of authenticity and yeah will there be a part two since you have so many doors uh, still on your uh... i do have ideas for the future yes (laughs) i would imagine so all right stacy siegel what do you think i mean explain to the audience why this is such a beautiful piece that anybody and everybody which should consider it for their own home um, first of all, it's just beautiful. It's breathtaking. Um, it, it brings Israel into our home until we get there. That's I a very good like point. I feel like we will have a beautiful, very special part of Israel. Um, just looking at the pictures alone are gorgeous, but um, I will spend some time on Shabbos looking through the book to see what I'm actually looking at. 
Um, um, since you welcomed me this morning, could I stump you and figure out which of the two Hebron doors? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Oh, well, one is in Marat Machpelah, right? Yes. Yeah, one's from yes. Marat Machpelah. That yes. I recognize. The second one, I wouldn't know. Would you know offhand? Oh, yeah, which of one, course. Which one um, it? It's on the bottom, one, two, three, four, five. It has like a flame on it. Yeah. That's a, a home. That's a home yeah, in Chevron. Yeah, in the Avram Avinu neighborhood. Avram Avinu yeah. neighborhood. It's probably Simcha's home. <laughs> it, may be, it may be his <laughs> By door. By chance, maybe. He didn't want to give me the address, so maybe. <laughs> By the way, on my website, I have a very cool, fun thing. I have a, name the, a giveaway. It's an ongoing giveaway, and it's called Name the Location. And they could go on my website. They'll find it. And if um, everybody has a chance, there's a picture, you know, of all the 36 doors, and then they have a chance to write down, is it from Tzfas, from Chevron, or you and whoever gets um, each of the 36 doors correct will win a Birch HaSabayas. And it's an ongoing giveaway. Nice. I like that. Yeah. It's a good way to educate people about things that they've probably seen many, many times and never stop right. to consider what it might be. Right. And that, to me, is the most important thing about this entire project is that um, how many times have we passed these doors? How many times have we gone... Um, and, and had the privilege of being near them and seeing them and experiencing them and just it never really, you know, resonated right. with us in right. any way. And you brought it to the forefront, to say the least. Uh, and everyone out there can actually have this. If I remember, I don't know if you want to mention the price, but if I remember, it was reasonably priced. They are. Uh, this is not outrageous at all. Right. And, and it's a great gift item. Yes. And they're available in different options. So they're available. This one is an acrylic, so that's more high oh. end. But um, there are available in print also, which is beautiful, but it's lesser expensive. So, and there are different sizes, so people can choose you know, what they want to do with it, you know? I was thinking for this time of year, there are people in this audience who, you know, like to give specific gifts. It's Rosh Hashanah coming up, etc. Yes. Big thank you uh, season, so to speak, and uh, the people should consider this. And for more information about it, you can call. Do you want me to give out the 917 number? It's up to you. Um, they could find. They could it's email on the me site. on the website. That's probably the easiest. Easiest way is to go to devoreezutler.com. Let me spell it so everybody out there knows how to reach it. It's D-E-V-O-R-I-E. Zutler, Z-U-T-L-E-R.com, DeVoreZutler.com. The photography workshop information is there. The special tab about the Doors of Israel is there. You have other stuff as well uh, that people could check out, lots of articles and different things. This has actually right. been getting a lot of good publicity, right? Yes, yes. I it's been actually, noted by a lot of people. I've actually got a call from the Waldorf Astoria in Yerushalayim and the David Citadel. And uh, the Waldorf, I had conversations back and forth. They wanted to put it up there. Uh, the problem is that they had a showcase that they wanted to put in it, it, it in. And it was a vertical showcase. And I'm like, you can't fit a lawn. This is a horizontal. <laughs> you just can't fit a horizontal. It, it wouldn't look well. It right? wouldn't look good. <laughs> in a tall vertical. So we're in touch with them. And when they have, because they have a lot of different artists, you know, work on their, um, all over their lobby, etc. So we're in touch with them. And when uh, a wall becomes available that can fit this because it comes in bigger also and um, you know? and multiple hotels so i can had... display it like uh, one would sure. not be in competition with no, the other why not it's not only from your end i'm saying from their end like they don't care that the uh that a similar well, they didn't ask me oh you know right did another, somebody else have it right you know i mean sometimes <laughs> you know I, listen the mishpacha also wrote an article on it right. and um i i did I, there, there was one magazine that like oh the mishpacha already did it we yeah. only do something new you know right. like they unique were interested us, right. but it has to be a little different so, you know, there are places and hotels and that might feel that way, but the Waldorf didn't ask me that. And I had a call a week ago from the David Citadel as well. So 
Boy, oh boy. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, this is really going to uh, make an impact as people continue to uh, buy yes. it and display it. And yeah. of course, if it's in a hotel, it gives it even larger impact. Yeah. Um, well, I want to thank you. And I'm sure Stacy wants to thank you as well. I do want to thank you. It is beautiful. I cannot <laughs> wait to hang it on. I wonder what I'm wall not, it's which, going I'm on. I'm not sure which wall. I told Zavari, she asked me what size we needed. I said, well, two years ago we painted and I haven't hung up a picture yet. That's great. So <laughs> a lot of people are limited with their wall space. keep asking, are we leaving it like this? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. So now I will actually hang up a picture and, and well, know, okay. let's okay. get a professional's viewpoint about this uh, seagull controversy uh are you in favor of blank walls in one home one's absolutely home? not <laughs> I don't know my how that daughter happened. moved in a year ago to her house and there's no, she has me as a photographer and she has her mother-in-law who's an artist right. and she has stunning stuff to hang up and i'm like put them up already let's go What's but what going bothers on? us about mrs seagull is it seems that since the painting took place she prefers it this way oh. you know this whole clean look and all that uh, that people are very into these days right. you know what I, you may, I, we may need you to have a session well, with her. I think right. that's also my mantra of, you know. Right, she doesn't like stuff I'm, at all. No, right. I'm a professional organizer. You know, oh, okay. Leaving everything out so the walls right. are, you know. Well, I, I truly feel that art and like a piece like this makes a house a home. And um, when you put up pieces that mean something to right. you, it really just takes your house to another level. Well, then you you'll know? be proud because recently she did put up the four wedding pictures and the four oh, weddings. Oh, so okay. At least I think, I think my kids were shocked that they made right. it to the wall, but thank God. Okay, good. Uh, so this is going to make it and so it's certainly going to enhance our brand new year and we can't thank you enough and uh, we'll highly recommend it to everybody out there. Go to the website, everybody's devoreezutler.com. Check out the Doors of Israel with the uh, work of art, which is, as Devore mentioned, is in different sizes, different uh, types, whether it's acrylic, print, etc. So there are different right. price ranges, uh, certainly affordable at different levels to different people out there. With all of this, every time you order it, you do get the Doors of Israel gateway to uh, blessing coffee table book, which explains all the pieces of art. It is a worthwhile project. Uh, pursuing those of you out there who are into um, uh, unique pieces of art and things that can make a, a wonderful impact in your home. Uh, all we could say is we are uh, highly recommending it. And again, thank, thank you. you. And uh, Shana Tova. Thank and, you. Uh, you too. And then it was great being here. Thanks was, so much. <laughs> it was so good to see you after so many years. Very nice reuniting. I said right. this to your husband when I saw him weeks ago. Now I say it to you. It's always, right. there's always been a good Zutler Siegel uh, connection with our families. Thank you. And Stacy Siegel, I thank you to be here and to accept this gift from uh, Devori Zutler. Uh, and uh, hopefully it'll bring lots of blessings into our home. Amen. We can't Amen. complain. Amen. We've had a zillion Amen. blessings. Now we'll hopefully have even more. Amen. More coming up. It is a Monday morning broadcast, and you're listening to JM in the AM.